Welcome to All Electric Conversations, where we talk with pioneers in traveling with electric vehicles. We're your hosts, Katie and Steve Krivolovic of the All Electric family. From road trips and towing to daily life, we'll hear stories of wanderlust and progress to inspire your own adventures with All Electric Conversations. Welcome back to another All Electric Conversations. Yeah, I'm Katie and this is Steve and we are from the All Electric family and we just want to sit down and talk to you guys about some stuff going on in the electric vehicle world. Yeah, a lot of it's exciting and we just wanted to get on here and talk about it, give you our thoughts on it and hopefully some good information. The first thing we wanted to talk about today was that Tesla opened their supercharger network. That happened a lot faster than I thought it was going to. Yeah, and differently than I anticipated, yeah. to be honest. And so, currently, I just got on there, and there was 10, 10. locations uh, opened up, and they use a system called the Magic Dock that is holding not only the Tesla charger, the North American Standard is what they call it, and then also the CCS within it. Yeah. And based upon how you activate it on your app it's going to allow you to pull the ccs um, part of the adapter out of it it's really cool like the design is awesome to be honest yeah and the fact that they were able to roll it out as quickly as they were once they said okay like this is going to happen it just goes to show i think how Quickly, Tesla can get things done and the efficiency in which they do things. Um, and, you know, I've been jealous watching all the people go test it out mm, that live yeah. close enough to go test one. <laughs> but we live in the Midwest and it'll probably be a little while. But, um, I, I mean, what are, your, what are your opinions on how you think it's going from things that you've seen online? And Yeah, so there's a lot of different... Uh things to it so I'll, i want to talk about the membership part of it and so the, there is a membership i believe it's i, I can't remember 12.99 or 13.99 a month and based upon that your typical rate versus your discounted rate you need to use 135 kilowatt hours so that's really not that bad that's going to be easily one road trip that is you know 200 miles out and 200 miles back or maybe more than that but um <clears throat> anyways i don't know yet if you can shut that on and off i'd imagine you can kind of like electrify america uh that's the other side of it that it is a little bit more expensive than electrify america but honestly it's only it's not even a 10% increase. It's, well, it's probably right close at a 10% increase. So. so it is more expensive, and isn't it also slower than what you would get in an Electrify America station? That's a great question. Depending upon the vehicle, okay. um, it, it isn't necessarily slower. Um, if we took our Rivian to some of these spots that are open, it wouldn't be that much slower. It may be... A little bit slower but it, it's not going to be that much slower um you take a bolt there it's going to be the same thing yeah is somewhere else or even um i guess i don't know the answer to that but there are some there are some vehicles that will charge slower uh there are 
the Lucid Air, it can only go to 50 kilowatts of charging on them. And that has to do something with the actual car. It's not the supercharger. And since it runs on an 800 volt system, I was it's, gonna say. it needs a booster in there. And so like your, I believe the Porsche Taycan and stuff like that are fine because they use the rear motor to boost its um, voltage to get there. And It'll be, I have not seen the Hummer EV. That's gonna, we'll that was my question. It was going to be, what about the Hummer? <laughs> yeah, because it, my understanding is it doesn't have a booster. So it just depends how they're going to handle that on the front side. Is GM ready for that? Which <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of faith, me personally. But, um, you know, because theirs is their 400 volt system. But when they're charging it, it uh, runs the battery in series. It's like putting two batteries together to get to that 800 oh. volt. It's like 700 volt, but don't need to be that technical. So essentially, it's like, so then when it plugs into a Tesla supercharger, and I know we don't know this about the GM vehicles currently, mm -hmm. but essentially it's just charging one of the batteries at, at a time then? Is that why no. it slows it down? No, it'll... Uh... Well, for it's the GM, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know how it's going to be. It'll be the whole battery, but, you know, it would just be at the 400 volt, so it would be at a slower charge. It couldn't get to that 350. Well, hopefully that's not the case for the GM since we are on the list and have a VIN number for a Hummer, yeah. but we'll see how quickly that comes. Um so that that's very interesting to me. Yeah. And just to explain that a little bit more, so like the, it's the whole battery chopped in half, and then it's you know, it's put together. So it's like 400 volt. You, instead of having one 400 volt battery, they actually split it, and then they put it together. And so 400 plus 400 is 800 when they wire it a specific way. Okay. And it's not specifically. 800 i'm sorry i'm being so technical <laughs> but it's hard not to be yes this is this is what i deal with on a daily basis he explains these all these technical things to me and then i just break it down i i get my understanding and i break it down into like my yeah. normal terms and that's what i try to bring to you guys on the channel is like, that's <laughs> why you like seeing her more than yeah me. breaking it down which is good so i can put She's it in our terms prettier and better and all <laughs> sorts of stuff so. well thank you honey i appreciate it um you've definitely got the brains of the, <laughs> the outfit well, though but the technical brains. yes the technical it. brains um Okay, so I want to talk about some of the things that I've seen because, like, I think overall, all, overall, it is working pretty well. Like, mm -hmm. seeing people posting about it, they're going, they're plugging in. I have seen a couple people that have had issues, but not slews of people that are having issues. Do you remember what those were? I want to say one was a bolt. Um, <laughs> and then I do not remember. I, one I just want to buy two. a bolt when they get one and go park it there. Because it's just a trigger warning for everybody. Uh, yeah. Well, Everybody I, online. like That's what I want to talk about is like the things, I mean, it's going well. And I think that the people that are going to the actual chargers and charging 
are having a good experience, a pleasant experience with the people that are there. But there is definitely some hate on the Tesla superchargers opening online. Like people that, I mean, I saw somebody say, if I see your car there, I'm gonna go slash all four tires. Like, I mean, and this wow. person was like serious because they went on with the conversation for a while. And it's like, I mean, so I want to I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. How we think that's all going to go as they open up more and more mm -hmm. and more and more people have to experience it. So let's so I kind of said what we've seen, some of the things online and people just mad about it, like mm -hmm. just angry about it online. Um like you're going to take up two stalls. You better never come to my supercharger like all things, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So what what are what are your thoughts? How is this going to progress? How are we going to I think it's going to make for, you know, some great YouTube videos. <laughs> Somebody's going to go viral. In the beginning. In the beginning. So that's my thought is that, you know, people are going to be angry, they're yeah. going to be upset that Tesla opened this up, that yeah. you know, it all these things. And I could talk about all the positives of it and I, I hope we get to that. Yeah, I think we should. Um but yeah, people are just gonna have to calm down. Yeah. Like this is this is more of an overall like helping the adoption of electric vehicles. And so there there's some other things too that are obviously gonna benefit Tesla. Like they're setting themselves up for the future. So. Yeah. But yes, it, there is gonna be some hiccups, there's gonna be some negative stuff in the beginning because when you pull in, you're actually for a Tesla vehicle versus, let's use our Rivian, for instance, since that's all we have now. Um, you are taking up the charger that typically, got, you're taking the parking space that's, you know, to the driver's side of a Tesla vehicle, yeah. which the port opens up to. You're taking uh, the charger that's actually um intended for the other yeah intended for that hopefully that made sense but so let me put it into terms so when you pull in because of where the, the charge ports are located on most <laughs> non-tesla vehicles when you pull in to use a tesla supercharger because tesla you back into the supercharger mm -hmm. so when you have to pull in forward the where the to make the cord reach then you're parked in the space for the one that's next to you that you're charging on now mm -hmm. so it it takes up an extra space. It does, unless if they're all non-Teslas, then it's yeah, perfect. Yeah, then it works. <laughs> so, I mean... But, you have a Hummer EV, you're taking you're, the yeah. correct one, which will be so funny to see. Because <laughs> it's this giant monstrosity of a vehicle where there's typically small Teslas. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, but I as, can't wait. as a Rivian owner, right, and somebody who has now driven a non Tesla EV for almost a year now. We're coming mm -hmm. up on a year. <clears throat> it is 100% never going to be my intention to block a Tesla from being able to get a charge at yeah. a Tesla supercharger. I personally am going to do everything in my power to not take up a space that I don't need to be taking up. Yeah. And I mean, how, how do you think that's going to work? Like, I mean, if we pull up on installs, is that going to be the best thing to do? Like, mm -hmm. I, mean, I think so. The install and almost like parallel to this charging station, right? Like, so that you mm -hmm. pu you pull in like this, and then you would pu charge 
That's oh. one way to do it. Yeah. And then the other way would be um, if it's on the other end, you were thinking, yeah. you know, this end um, where the charger hooks into it. If you're on the other end, you just a space over and it okay. just has an open That's parking true. space. Yeah. I'm a very if visual person. If it's available. <laughs> yeah. If it's available. And so I think that, I think both people, Tesla drivers and non-Tesla drivers, are going to have to come together in this. And there's mm -hmm. going to be growing pains in the beginning. But Tesla owners should try to take chargers within the center Maybe of the, the charger. Yeah. And non-Tesla drivers should take them on the edges. And I understand that there's also other considerations. Like if you're at a Tesla supercharger where um, it's an older version that splits the power that's another thing that you have to consider. And I don't know if they're adding that to those, but I, I, I guess I don't know. Oh, yeah, because of the ones with the magic docks. That's yeah. true. I don't know. So that if, if somebody out there knows, let yeah. us know, because I'm not sure on that. We haven't seen I them, don't but, think they have yet, Yeah. But I don't know if they will. Yeah, so. if they do in the future. I mean, it's all but things that's exactly to right. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. everybody's going to have to be considerate of each other, and... If we start down the path of not being considerate of each other, then that's when the issues arise. And I do think there's going to be growing pains in the beginning. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to figure it out. And there's going to be people that have bought an EV, never watched a yeah. YouTube video about EVs, and they're going to have to learn. So the more kind we are to those yeah. people, when we talk to them about, hey, proper etiquette here is for you to use the end so that yeah. Teslas can, can use these appropriately, then that's going to get a much better result than Maybe people being rude. we should do a rude. video on that where it's like, you know, the proper etiquette of yeah. that. Yeah, and we'll just go pretend. We'll take our little, like, you know, J1772 yeah. adapter and be like, if this was a magic dog. Yeah. That's the other side of it. I'm very interested why they went with this magic dock system rather than just selling all non-Tesla uh, people a adapter and i don't know maybe that's in that navi uh thing where it has to be in there it, yeah it's I, my possible. assumption is i mean maybe also that, like because i'd buy one immediately and i'd be testing it out i mean could they also be eliminating the the point of error of if third party adapters become available and then that ends up causing a charging issue and so they don't want to deal with that so yeah like, but tesla gonna... already has one yeah it's just that's other, true in europe so oh, that's true in europe so i don't know what forget about europe yeah doing i i kind of have a feeling there's something behind that maybe they think we're idiots so. in america well we are so. <laughs> but i mean so that that's interesting to me because yeah. that could have been honestly an extra business like selling me a $300 adapter or something. But, right. But this will be a lot easier and yeah. it's great that they're <clears throat> deploying it. I don't know how fast it's going to happen. Um, We'd but, love to see it out here. Yeah, in the Midwest it'd be nice, but it goes back to potentially they're not putting it in version two that's and that's what a yeah. lot of the superchargers are around I mean, here, so. So just, just for example, I mean, you know, just to say, like, I gotta, I gotta take my piece here. This is, this is my time. It's my piece podcast. I get to talk piece about what I want to talk about here. So, we are going to. If you've never been, watched our channel before, we tow an airstream with our EVs, and so we are going out to the International Airstream Rally this summer. That is in um, Rock Springs, I believe is the name mm -hmm. of the town, Wyoming. Rock Springs, Wyoming. 
to go out on the CCS network, you have to stop along, you have to stop at campgrounds. Like there becomes a point where when you're towing a trailer, you cannot get any further on the CCS network without stopping to charge at campgrounds. So staying overnight at a campground, charging your vehicle and moving on. If you use, if you plug in that you have a Tesla and you do, and you use the Tesla network to do the vehicle, you do not have to charge at campgrounds. There is mm -hmm. enough Tesla superchargers that you can make it from point A to point B on fast chargers only. Yeah. So it would be huge to have those open up for, for us. places in the Midwest. For us. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there are definitely are more. Only more. for us. No, That's all okay. We care about. Well, yes, only for us. But Joking. there's getting to be a lot more EV owners out here, and a lot of those people are ccs vehicles yeah, no, you know and so because we we are in ford truck country so what what are people going to choose out here they're going to choose the ford lightning yeah. you know like it's that kind of a thing so uh, personally i would love to see them take it to the places and say okay this is working here now can we get it out in places where we can help bridge yeah. some gaps for other vehicles they don't have to yeah it doesn't and it they, doesn't affect them at all but it would be and really they nice could they be did. looking at it from a financial standpoint I'm sure they there's are. not much throughput rate yeah at these chargers <laughs> yeah. out here yeah. so we're talking about chargers when we go to our tesla supercharger here in town like we still get excited if there's a tesla <laughs> we're yeah. like hey charging like, yeah it gets busy on the weekends when people are traveling more um and then sometimes we'll pull up there and there's four or five so, yeah but yeah. not full not, no. i've never seen it full so never seen a cube before mm -hmm. anything like that um so. because we're that kind of nerds where we like still go drive yeah. a tesla supercharger even though we don't like if tesla. that tells you anything about us we don't really care too much about the brand um yeah. i have always been partial to ford but you saw how fast the ford went away you know that might have been a little bit of happy wife happy life <laughs> well not necessarily okay could have traded the r1t for true. it so that's true it was just you know anyways so there's a little bit of brand loyalty uh, for that aspect which again yeah. we're midwest we are in the middle of yeah. truck country so but i'm also excited about this gm yeah. hummer ev i'm also excited about the r1s that we have yes you know the, all of that so i just think there's so many good things happening and we're just seeing yeah. such a diverse diverse like diverse types of evs mm -hmm. coming to the market which is so cool to see because instead of having to have a little sedan like that's the only ev that there is and you know the Model X is got so much space inside of it, but everybody else in the world is going to look at that as a sedan. Like they're not going to yeah. say that's an SUV, you know, that's unless you know, accurate. unless you know. So to, to see a Rivian R1S that is mm -hmm. clearly an SUV going down the road and these trucks going down the road, it's so cool. And I do think that the Tesla supercharger network is a huge piece of making, making, all of them successful over the course of time. Yeah. So I'm super excited about it. And I think that people have to be really considerate of each other. You know, it's- That's what's gonna have to happen. It's like, multiplying the the video, our video of don't be in a charging idiot. Yeah. It's multiplying that times two and saying like, look, it might be frustrating yeah. <laughs> because of, you know, 
Tesla people are used to Tesla people coming in. And let's be honest, not every Tesla person charges perfectly either. You know, we've had people pull up <laughs> when we had a Tesla and we are in one of those spots that splits and like the whole charger's empty and they pull up right next to you and yeah. you're like, are you kidding me? Like for real? <laughs> yeah, but you just have a conversation <laughs> yeah. with them and talk to them. You just talk so, to them about it. Because they probably don't know. Yeah, it's, it is a shift. You know, people think, oh, we should just be able to switch over yeah. easily. But it is a shift and there are things that you have to learn. And the more that we yeah. people that have been doing it for a while can share in a kind manner, I think the easier it's going to be. And we will be Tesla people again. We and will. so thinking about that in a sense of being a Tesla person, you don't want to be known as like a BMW owner. <laughs> Sorry, BMW owners, but you know. Yeah, no, you don't want to be a that. Turd. So go talk to them. Be be. Be the person that's gone up to the person in the Ionic mm -hmm. 5 or the, you know, Bolt and explaining some stuff to them. Just be nice to them. I like, that. that's the thing. So you can transform how Tesla owners are honestly viewed it overall. I think that people don't buy Teslas because of how some Tesla owners act. And that will be amplified if you you know, are mean to people yeah. um, just because at the supercharger. And I know some people are going to say, oh, you should be mean to them, blah, blah, blah. That's not how this world should work. We no. should be nice to each other. Yes. Maybe that's the Midwest in us, but just be kind. But, you know, the other you thing... You get way further. You do. You do get way <laughs> further. And one of the things that I have loved from the get-go about EVs... Yeah, EVs is, in general. ...is the community. Mm -hmm. Getting out and talking to people at the supercharger. When you go to a gas station, it is like duking it out. Like, yeah. you know, nobody's being nice to each other. But when you go to a, a charger... People are talking to each other. Oh, how yeah. do you like your car? What do you love about it? Yeah. What do you hate about it? Where have you gone in it? You're having these conversations yeah. with people. And I love that piece of it. And so I would hate for this to be the start of us, like, mm -hmm. all duking it out, like we do at gas stations where we don't care yeah. about each other at all, which I think is terrible. And I think, you mm -hmm. know, again, maybe this is the Midwest in me, but no, I'm just like, not. can't we all be kind to each other and always be looking out for each other and respectful of each other? And it, like, it's not the me show, it's the us show. Yeah. And for, for things to go well in the world, it has to be the us show. Yeah, I so, but and, and look at the other community we really enjoy. The, the RV. RV community. Yep. Same and thing. It, yeah, it's the same thing. They help each other out. Mm -hmm. and so Have conversations at the campground walking around. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, your, your camper's so cool. Or, you know, like... If you yeah. see somebody that is towing with something that you are curious about, you just literally walk into their campsite, which is their house. You know? Exactly. And you're like, hey, how do you like your truck? You know, and you yeah. start talking about it. So, uh, I. You, or if you're on the side of the road, they'll yeah. pull over and help you. Other yes. RV owners. Yeah. So, it, and we, we want to foster that in yes. our community. And so, that's. Yeah. One of the reasons we're trying to bring together the RV and EV community is because there are a lot of great aspects to both of them. So, so I feel I like this hate is, to lose that. Uh, yes. So I feel like this is a good time to do a little plug here for us. Let's just call this the uh, sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> if you are interested in towing with your EV, then you should come out to the Charged Rally in October in Amana, Iowa. It is October 5th through the 8th of this year, 2023. Um, and we had one last year and it was a blast. So much and fun. Almost everyone 
that was there last year is said they are coming back because it That's was awesome. such a blast. But we, it's a great time to connect with people who are interested in the same thing as you, learn about towing with an EV if you haven't done it yet, show off your setup if you're already doing it. Um, this year, we're working to get some guests to come speak. We did mm-hmm. have Lightship RV come out last year, which they are um, announcing tomorrow. They are going to announce and show off their setup. So yeah. we're hoping that they will come back and talk to us again. But really cool event. So if you want to join us, we will leave a description in the podcast show notes about how you can get um, your camping spot for that. Or even if you don't can't camp, then you can just have a day pass and come join us. Day pass, there's hotels there. Yes, they adorable got, town. Yeah, and they have so much stuff to do around yes. there. Wineries, mm-hmm. they have the Renaissance Festival going on yep. that time. Uh, we're going to... If you have an EV, bring out your EV, or if you even have a cool car or something, because we're going to do... A cruise night. A cruise night. Uh, There's going to be a lot of fun stuff, and we just want to build that community, so come join us. Uh, We would love to have you. Yes. All right, but back to... to... Okay. Are we (laughs) done with the the supercharging network, or... Um, I think so. I think we've gotten the major points across, don't you? I mean... The stuff I mean, I could go on about exactly. how this is going to benefit them, yes, and, like revenue wise, yeah, all that. So, I but. mean, I think you could put a general blanket statement over it's going to benefit Tesla and it's going to be- benefit other companies yeah. that are putting out CCS vehicles. I personally think that it's going to up the price of all electric vehicles once they're actually out there, yeah, because um, it's going to be yeah, because then now you don't have to buy a tesla to get a reliable mm-hmm. uh charging network so interesting to see how it plays out but it'll be a while before that actually takes hold so yeah don't go buy vehicles to try to resell them later. <laughs> it'll be a while. not financial advice <laughs> i think that's what you're supposed to say yeah. the other thing about tesla not to continue with yep. tesla there's a couple different things they had an investor day oh it yeah wasn't, they did. it wasn't Really what a lot of people thought it was going to be. They thought they were going to, you know, release a new car. They thought uh, a bunch of different stuff. But it was really, you know, I believe Elon put it this way, an investment in Earth. And he was talking about sustainability um, and talking about how we need to move towards renewables and things Mm -hmm. like that, which I I agree with him uh, on that, me personally. and he talked about how it cost $10 trillion to do that and how, you know, we spend that in a couple of years just on oil and gas. And so it's very interesting. He's talking about how uh, the they're coming out with bigger battery packs and stuff like that for energy storage, which is going to help sustain the grid. Um, and there's a bunch of different ways that you can do that. And so, um, in my eyes, and so it'd be very interesting. We got a podcast coming up, um, that talks about some of that stuff with the, with the power company actually. So that was super cool. That podcast was really informative and we did not get through half of what we wanted to so we will probably have our guest nick back on again because really informative and yeah i mean i think it's all interesting and i think it's like there's so many components to it right like yes there's this upfront cost and there's upfront cost of resources cost of money cost of a whole bunch of things but then once you get that 
in place, it's renewable and mm -hmm. you're going to be able to start reducing the cost and reducing the waste and see that shift change, which is, you know, I think it's the point where we're at right now, kind of, we're kind of in the heat of it with EVs, right? Like right now we're having to put the most money, the most resources, the most everything into making the switch to electric vehicles. And pretty soon we're going to reach that tipping point where then it starts to become less resources, less money, less expensive mm -hmm. to own an EV, like all of those things. It's already cheaper on your day-to-day -day basis to own an EV, like flat out, it's going to be cheaper yeah. because of fuel and yeah. maintenance and all of those things. But, you know, I think like, and I, that's probably what Elon is talking about, I would assume is like, we've got to get to that point and then it's going to be like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to say it's going to be like euphoria, but it's going to be it's going yeah. to be so much better. Well, the, uh, with a lot of talk about how the rare earth metals, yeah. um, how we're having to mine those. One thing that you talked about was getting those rare earth metals out of uh, the motors that they have. So, mm -hmm. and I think it was the next day the stocks of those rare earth metals uh, went down, just from what I observed. And so it's very interesting that, you know, just even the talk of that, you know, mm -hmm. decreases people's um, confidence in those. And so what that tells me is that people believe that that can happen. You know, people that are smarter than I am, that have way more money than I do, yeah. you know, believe that that can happen. And so it'll... The recycling of those materials is what you're talking about. Not getting no. them out of the motors oh. altogether. Oh. Oh, I when you said get them out of the motors, I thought you meant like extracting them back out. But you're no, saying like not when they them produce them, got it. Having them, okay. so okay. Um, at least that's how I heard it. Maybe, yeah. maybe that is correct. But anyways, so doing that um, would be you know huge. Yeah, when you're talking about that. So yeah, it like I said earlier, I believe Elon said it, it was an investment in earth yeah. and sustainability. And so that that's always going to be a huge talking point to especially electric vehicle owners. Um, yeah. People forget that everybody has a cell phone and all that junk is in those uh, cell phones as well. So, you know, in your laptop. don't just think <laughs> that, you know, it's only EV owners that are you know, causing these issues in other countries mm -hmm. and, you know, it's unfortunately all of us. Well, and it's, it's just so, like, anyways. yeah, it, it's, it is all of us. And it's just like that, you know, it's just like RV parks. People are blaming EVs for RV parks charging for energy and, and saying, you know, like shutting down RV parks because of the charging. But the truth of it is, is that we're now to where almost all RVs have two ACs, if not three now. Like, there's just more components in an RV that's taking more energy and stuff. We've just been in this cycle of more and more and more and more and more mm -hmm. for so long. It, yeah, but that's a whole nother rabbit hole. It is very much so. But I want to go back to, because you were talking about having larger battery packs in EVs to help sustain the grid and whatnot. Well, it wasn't in EVs, it was just well, storage. In, yeah, storage. Yeah. But it could Mega be packs. an EV. So, um, 
transition. Sorry. It is. You're trying to ruin my transition here. I had other Tesla stuff to talk about. Oh, do you still want to talk about that? Mm -mm. Okay. Well, um, so this past week also, Rivian announced that they are going to be launching a Max Pack R1S. So the Mm -hmm. SUV is going to have a Max Pack. Yeah. So 390 miles? Yeah, it's 390, which is kind of interesting because it's like 70 extra miles than the the large pack. Yeah. And I don't know how big. I think it's 175 kilowatt hours. Do you remember that? 185. 185. Okay, that's it. I think that actually. Um, and it's going to be on their... Mark that down, yeah. but I knew it, and he didn't. Endura uh, drive, yes. their dual motor. And so, according to RJ Scaringe, who is the CEO of um, Rivian, he said that they're going to be able to keep the third row, which is the only reason we bought that. Yep. And I think the only reason a lot of people will... The only reason I call it the Escalade Killer, I'm throwing this out there. I want to put it on everything, but it, He's it holding back. sound as uh, good as I thought when my wife said it. So, <laughs> so if it is the Escalade Killer, let me know. It but could anyways. be. It could be. I do love it a lot. But so I, what do you think of that? Yeah. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Like what? I, I think we're still in, in such a part of this changing to EVs and and figuring out what is the best and what's not. Do I think that we need giant battery packs on most EVs? Probably not. And this is coming from someone that tows with their EV, right? Like we have still been able to make it to every destination that we want to make it to. It might not be ideal like how we got there. We might have to charge on a slower charger than we wanted to, but we can always get someplace. And so for how often I would be using that the max pack portion of the vehicle, I personally don't think it's worth the additional amount of money that I would have to pay for the vehicle in resources. In resources, <clears throat> because I can make the, the the lesser pack work, the the large pack work for what I need. It might be slightly annoying on some road trips. Mm-hmm. But again, we travel a lot and Mm -hmm. I still don't think it would impact my life to have to charge a little bit longer on those trips or charge more often. Not enough to buy the max pack. I, for me, no, I don't, I don't think it's worth it to be honest for the resources, for the extra expense, all that stuff. Um, I think it'll help a lot of people transition because the more miles you see, oh, the better it is. Yeah. That's not how I think. Um, The other side of it is they haven't really said anything about this. There's some grumbling that potentially could be an 800-volt system, which if that is the case, then I'm really going to want to try that. Um, (laughs) And so... (laughs) We're swapping our R1S out for the Mac. So I think that that is very intriguing. And this... It is also intriguing, the dual motor. Like, it's it's got quite a bit of horsepower and... uh, I think the zero to sixties, it'll be a little bit slower than the quad, but, yeah, but not much. He said it in his so, little Instagram. It's post. like three points something yeah. still. So if you're curious, if you want the exact numbers, go go on RJ's Instagram, yeah. and he has a little I video where he announces it. But he didn't say anything about the volts on the battery. No, he didn't say anything about the volts, yeah. but he did say the like zero to sixty and the dual motor yeah. and the third row and all of that stuff. It's all on there. Um, I think it'll be. 
you know, compelling and it'll help some people get into electric yeah. vehicles. I There's... I think we will get to a point where it's not worth it. Yeah. Well, I think I think people will realize that you just don't need that big of a battery pack. It'd but be there, nice. there are a lot of people that are still holding out for their max pack R1Ts. And so, you know, mm -hmm. the uh, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to like that max pack R1S, you know, like I've already had somebody texting me, asking me questions about the R1S and, you know, they're going to go to Colorado and they want to know how much longer is it going to take for them to charge um, versus going in just from a where? traditional from Kansas city. Oh, okay. So, um, that'd be a great road trip. It would be a Can great I road go? trip. I know. Well, and I said, and you know, the, the, the advice that I gave to them is I said, it depends on how you travel, right? And for us, we went on a trip with someone in a gas-powered truck, and we were in our uh, R1T, and they left before us, and we arrived at the same time because they were traveling differently than, than us. They stopped and smelled the roses along the way. Yeah. That's the way they wanted to do it. So they got there at the same time as us, even with us having to charge and all that kind of stuff. And I don't even think it was, like, perfectly smooth sailing either, like, with charging. I don't know. Oh, is it ever? I know, right? Is it ever? CCS, no. So, you know, again, it just kind of depends on how you're going to use the vehicle, how you want to drive. If the thought of stopping annoys you to no end, which it, it did to us before we did it. And then the we were like, oh, it. yeah. it's not so bad. So I urge you to try it before you, you know, spend the extra whatever amount of money to go get the max pack because it really ends up not being that bad. Yeah. But uh, that's for us and our, you know, that's our definitely our opinion on it. Mm -hmm. um, but that being said, we're also on our fifth EV now. So yeah, like yeah, we've, yeah. we've got some miles under our belt in an EV. Um, so I, I think personally, it's not gonna be worth it. Some considerations would be if there was gonna be some sort of way in the future that all cars can put power back into your home, you might be worth they are they did battery. they did release that that's going to be a thing with the rivian is it just through a software update. oh nice so okay. okay well maybe that's for people that need that yeah and people so, that live in areas where maybe you yeah. get the blackouts and i could stuff. see that okay so you have a giant battery pack to run your house off of. yeah i could see that so and the other pieces in areas where you do get blackouts and stuff like that. Cold climates. Yeah. Like, yeah, there, there yeah, is a use climate, case yeah. for it. Because you can add, depending upon how cold it is, it can be a 30, 40% drop yeah. in range. So. And that being said, again, we do live in Nebraska, so we do deal with cold weather. Yeah. Um, and we still make it like it's fine. We never have had an yeah, issue. Yeah, exactly. So, but. Still drove back on a. 90% charge from Kansas City without yeah. stopping. So, yeah. you know, which you're up. It was an ice storm. Like, it was yeah, cold. 180 <laughs> miles. Yeah. So. It was cold. You know, there was dropping range. Yeah. But. Yeah, yeah you was... pulled in. Like, uh, I would not have been able to make that trip. He's like 20 miles away from home and the battery is like empty. <laughs> it wasn't like, empty. I know, but that's what the little icon like looked like. Outside. Why are you looking at the icon? Just look at the numbers. <laughs> it worked. It did work. You did get here. So that's that's what we can say about that. Um, okay. Is there anything? What else are we going to cover? Oh, we are going to talk about the, the Tesla and their silly prices all over the place again. But I don't know. We don't need to necessarily go there if we have more compelling do we, are we done talking about the max pack? I don't know. 
I think so. I don't know that there's necessarily anything else. We could talk about how the then number one Hummer EV SUV came back on the market for sale. Oh, it did? Yeah, oh. $500,000. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the oh my the person gosh. said that they would accept a reasonable offer. They, this person bought it, which is super awesome, for um, it, through an auction for millions of dollars. I can't remember how much. It was a crazy amount of money. And then that was all donated to that organization. Oh, that's uh, nice. What was it? I don't know because I didn't even hear something it. trails like the oh the um, tread lightly tread lightly yeah sorry they uh, they help with you know revitalizing trails and uh, maintain like maintaining them yeah education to make sure that people know how to go out and mm -hmm. use our national parks or our off road trails and yeah. stuff like that without destroying them yeah so th they donated that and then that person put it back on the market for sale for like five hundred thousand dollars so. So it, it's a super cool yeah. um, thing. I I would love to, you know, do that, but that would be bananas. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not fine. <laughs> we we already on the list for one. That's like what in the first I don't know how many they have on the road now, but yeah, no. Well, that's it's an SUV. That's oh. been one. Oh, I didn't know that was the SUV either. Um, that's what I said. Oh, I didn't hear that part. Sorry. <laughs> Selective hearing, right? That's what happens when you've been married for as long as we've been married. So, <laughs> anyways, so that came back on the market for That sale. is cool. Yeah. I do like the story of them donating it originally. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So, um, That's I fun. enjoy that. Yeah. And it's it's fun to, to be at the beginning and the start of all of these things and see these vehicles come on and see which ones are, are going to make it and see which ones are not and... All of that stuff, you know, it, it's, you think back and I don't ever remember a time when there's as many new car companies and new concepts and new ideas coming to the market. So it's fun to like see all of them. Um, and I think it's amazing. Like people probably don't realize, like some people that don't pay attention to cars whatsoever have no idea like how much is going on around them. You know, it was like the other night when we were sitting at dinner and somebody came up in a, um, what was it? Was it an EV6? What was it? I don't know. There was an EV know. that pulled up and, you know, we were there in our EV and it's like, you think about just a few years ago when we would have been lucky to see a Tesla, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, it's fun to watch all of this stuff go down yeah. and, and, and be a part of it. A, a VinFast delivered their first Did round they? of cars here in the U.S. So that yeah, will be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, it's like, I want to say like 30 or 45 vehicles they delivered. So, um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see that. There's a lot of people that really want those vehicles. Yeah. Um, and also a lot of people that are like heeding caution on those vehicles. Yeah. I... So it'll be interesting to see. I don't want to say much about no. them because I don't really don't know a whole lot. But the one that we test drove was uh, needed some work. Yeah, yeah. It, in my eyes, but I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
the the space and stuff was good. I think that the the vehicle itself, the space, it's good. The cat scratches. Yes, the cat scratch back. Yeah, <laughs> cat paws. It was cat, cat paws. Cat paws. Okay. Um, massaging seats and stuff. There was a lot of good things about it, but yeah. you know, you can tell it was early. Yeah. I don't even know if those are production vehicles, but I don't know. I don't know. I hope they weren't. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, again. But a car company, new car company coming in. Well, it's coming. new to the US. Yeah, new to the U.S. So, yes, I yeah, should say. They new. have, I can't remember where they're at, but. Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah. So. so. What else, anything, or are we done here? Um, I don't know. We could go back to the Tesla superchargers because I feel like we could go on and on forever about that. But we don't need to, to ramble. Yeah, on. the other two things we are going to talk about was Model S and X reducing $10,000. Yes. Um, and the other thing was I was going to Was it the S about, and the X or was it the X just down? No, both. Oh, both. And the other thing was they started delivering hardware for, for their full self-driving or autopilot. Um, and so that is full self-driving too, I think is what some people are calling it. Maybe they call it that. Uh, that's got the new Phoenix hardware is what they call it. It's got better cameras, uh, better soft, not software, hardware in it. And so it's got the radar back, which they took it out and now they're putting it back. <laughs> Um, Learning process, like I said. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, but you can't retrofit the old one, so it'll be super interesting. I don't know if they're going to use these as, like, the learning aspect for their Dojo computer, um, which is their AI computer, and then they'll shove the software to those other ones? Or hmm. That's my theory. Do not repeat that. <laughs> but that's my thought is that they are going to use this to try to help the past ones. But I could be totally wrong. Yeah. I don't really um, follow the full self-driving close. If it's you would so like me to. he doesn't feel depressed because he doesn't have it anymore. Exactly. That's why he doesn't If you would like it. me to, you know, I can make it happen. <laughs> but then I'm going to end up with a Tesla in my driveway. <laughs> yeah, which I, Just like a Model 3 with some Hardware 3 in it, you know. Yeah, oh, you guys, it would happen like in a heartbeat. He would yeah, be like, just... he like, oh, but the YouTube people want me to. <laughs> the and nobody would care. I'd to. have to get you to do something with it to actually <laughs> care about it. Oh, hey, you know that I'm always up for talking about cars. So yeah, so but I... I mean, yeah, that's interesting that you can't. It can't be in the old ones though. Can't retrofit yeah, hardware for, but that. That's how some of the old ones are. You can't retrofit the hardware three into is it, it that is needed for full self-driving beta. Is that why some of the Tesla owners are grumpy and don't want people to take their superchargers? <laughs> Could be. I mean, to be honest, it's been I I feel like been sold this thing yeah. of full self-driving, and if you really looked at it as a whole. You knew it wasn't going to happen as quickly as they said, and as easily as they said, because it made it sound like it was this easy problem to solve, and it's not that easy to yeah. solve. No, it's very it's not. difficult. And I, it, I'm a person that knows nothing about yeah. like uh, software as far as that goes. And but, anyways, everybody they, wants it to happen fast, but it is a complex piece of yeah. Think about it when you're create. driving around, how many times you're looking around doing all this stuff. 
but you can also see how it could be a lot better at driving. And they did release their uh, crash reports on full self-driving. Yeah, Um, well, that's another thing we could have... You know, there's a lot of people that are skeptical about it uh, because it was greatly reduced uh, from a human driver. But I've used full self-driving beta, and as long as you're paying attention, it is amazing. It is awesome. Uh, And I love doing that. Yeah. And, like, if it would do something weird, like... A lot of if you gave it the time to correct itself, a lot of the times it would it before would, you yeah. got into it. Like there was a, a major incident. Most of the time you're taking over before it, so you can't mm-hmm. say it's always going to correct itself. But you know, in that moment, you're like, oh gosh, it's not going to do it. But then you think back and you're like, actually, it was coming it back to fix it. to fix yeah. itself. And you and I mean, it has saved me from like running into the back of somebody before. You know, I mean, it's like. There is so much that I think that once it it is, and we just have to be patient to let the technology Mm -hmm. get there, because it is a huge task to to get all of the pieces and parts working together. But once it does, it can do so much more than a human brain can, because it can be watching behind you, beside you, in front of you, all everywhere, Mm -hmm. and preventing you from getting into accidents. Because it can simultaneously know, okay, somebody's going to run into me. There's enough space for me to go over here. There's nobody else coming over here where we cannot process all of that information at once where it could. So, yeah, it's a huge piece of technology that has to get put together. But, you know, I think I think they're doing a great job so far of just, just yeah. inching it forward, which is what's going to have to happen. I would critique them a little bit on the side of like selling people these packages um and making it feel like it's going to be out real soon um that is i feel like they kind of had to do this full self-driving beta like give people a little bit of taste of it Mm -hmm. so that's that's my view on it that is you know in order to justify i think it's up to fourteen thousand dollars or sixteen thousand dollars for this full self-driving and uh and you 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 pay for it but you don't really (laughs) don't really get it you you have to pay attention you have to and there's a whole psychological thing about that like that people are upset about and i understand what they're upset about but also your consumer be smart like don't well (laughs) Just and so, with that being said, like as you drive with that full self driving uh beta, more people talk about how you pay attention less, which there may be some aspect to that, uh, that is true. But you, you, for me, anyways, I was always alert and paying attention because it was, you know, on the highway, I would, I would say maybe less attentive because it really it's never acted great up. job yeah yeah so so, so i did have a lot maybe more. but that was really yeah. the only thing yeah but with phantom bre- breaking i guess there's been some incidents where it's really phantom breaked and i think somebody rear-ended somebody. yeah but that's like one incident and it, there's always you know one thing that happens yeah. that gets more media press than the other oh, yeah. so always but anyways always so one last closing argument or piece on that is, you know, the people that are buying the packages or whatnot, 
I mean, I think maybe you almost have to think of it as a donation to fi to the science yeah, of figuring probably. it out. You know, like because that's why it's costing so much is because the science of figuring it out is costing so much. So it's just your donation to make it work. <laughs> well, that's that's how I view the EV purchasing in the beginning because like we were talking about yeah. how once resources and uh you know scale catches up the cost of these evs will come down you know so in the beginning we're paying a lot for these vehicles yeah. and it's with the technology side mm -hmm. um to help bring the cost of you know the bare minimum of an electric vehicle bring that cost down but they are putting a lot of technology in them that costs a lot of money. And, but I believe that's how you're getting people to purchase them is because yeah. they have all this technology and, you know, but it's also bringing the cost of the motors down, it's bringing the yeah. cost of the batteries down. So in the end, you know, when they can actually build the bare minimum electric vehicle, the cost is going to be way cheaper than it would have been you know, four or five years ago. I think that could be a whole topic because I have a whole bunch of things popping into my head. Yeah. So maybe we'll save that topic, the cost of EVs okay. for the next right. one that we Great do. One. Our next podcast will be Nick though. Yep. So be sure to tune in for that one because that one's mind, yeah, that one's mind full of information coming yeah. your way. So, but we really appreciate you joining us. If you know someone that you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Please do. Um, follow us, you know, click that follow button, the subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, leave us any comments or questions you have, or any topics you'd love for, to see us to cover on one of these podcasts. Cause we love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Find all of our show notes at allelectricfamily.com slash allelectricconversations. Be sure to connect with us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at All Electric Family. Find us on Twitter as All Electric Fam. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this story, please be sure to share it and hit that subscribe button. Leave a review and help inspire others to hit the road. Until next time, stay charged.